Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TVs had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. That's right, I'm Scotty Moe, the master of the Buddhist palm, and with me is the leader of the Axe Gang himself, Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. I'm here. I you can't remember any one-liners from the movie, so... <laughs> That's okay. That is okay. Welcome, everyone. This is the number one movie cinema podcast, retrospective movie podcast, as voted by Allegedly. you. As voted by you, Corey, and myself. Uh, Wait, what? I don't even yeah. think we're the best. <laughs> we're back. We're back. And now get your sync references ready, because it's going to be... Uh, the dinosaur movie, but okay. Arts May. There it is. It's going to be martial sure arts this, May. Is this May. was this my idea? Is this what stemmed uh, from? I came up with the name, out there? but you okay? <laughs> uh, I don't think you did anything. Actually, I think I was. Trying I suggested to think, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if you suggested it specifically for this episode or that we were doing a theme. I don't know. Right. Anyway, that's right. You guessed it because we said it. Kung Fu Hustle is our selection this episode, uh, which can be found on Tubi. Uh, and we decided yes, with martial arts may we're doing kung fu hustle and this might be the first time ever we've announced uh, this and the next recordings idea yeah, rush hour be. two to round out some roundhouse kicks this month i oh, did not man. write that one down that one i thought of right now um look at you so uh cory picked this one and he's gonna take it away and tell us what's going Damn. on so something uh, we wanted to start doing is, well, I guess me, is I wanted to start finding, if at all possible, because we find some movies that I don't even know if they ever got a distribution on of physical media. But uh, we want to start finding like the back of the VHS or the back of the DVD. So luckily, since uh, Kung Fu Hustle was made in 2005, 2004, it does have a back on a DVD. And I'm going to pull it up right here. So... Here's exactly what it says. Stephen Chow, director of and star of Shaolin Soccer, is at it again with his newest action-packed and comedic martial arts adventure, Kung Fu Hustle. From wildly imaginative kung fu showdowns to dance sequences featuring tuxedoed mobsters, you've never seen action this outrageous and characters this zany, with jaw-dropping fight sequences from... I apologize in advance for this entire okay. podcast because I am going to butcher all these names. So, uh, where is it? Uh, Wang Wo Ping, famed action uh, cho choreographer of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and The Matrix. Kung Fu Hustle will blow you away. We've only got two more paragraphs, so hold on. Oh <laughs> in a town ruled by the Axe Gang, Stephen Chow, who plays Sing, desperately wants to become a member. He stumbles into a slum ruled by eccentric landlords who turn out to be Kung Fu masters in disguise. Sing's actions eventually cause the Axe Gang and the Slumlords to engage in an explosive kung fu battle. Only one side will win, and only one hero will emerge as the greatest kung fu master of all time. Uh, I agree with some things on that. I don't uh, agree with everything on that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of already want to nix the idea of just reading the back of them because that was too long. 
<laughs> no, no, it was great. Shut up. <laughs> Corey, well, doesn't I guess write. Corey doesn't want to come up with his own uh, synopsis is what he's getting at. No, well, I don't trust Internet. I don't trust IMDb or Wikipedia. Oh, I don't. Some of those. I don't. I've, I've been writing the ones that I've had. I've. Oh, have that you? Posted. That's yes. where 60 whatever years Mine are ago that came good, from. Everybody. <laughs> Mine are so good that Corey thinks that some dumbass on the Internet made them up and posted it on IMDb. All right, look, in theory, I probably only should have should read the last two sentences of that. But whatever. Yeah. Here we are. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run through the director and the cast again just to show that I can't fucking read shit. Uh, <laughs> the director and the cast, Stephen Chow, is the director, uh, one of the writers, and is starring in the movie as a sing. And then we have Ken Shuang Sang and Jin Huo as the other two writers on the movie. Uh, like I said before, Stephen Cho is res- or responsible. He's responsible for this movie, but also he's responsible for the 2001 movie Shaolin Soccer, and I believe it was 1996, the movie The God of Cookery, which I think mm-hmm. was a movie that only was in China. I don't believe it ever came over to the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, and he also directed and re- a redemption of the a Journey to the West. So. Oh. Uh, the actor that plays Bone in the movie, who is Singh's right-hand man, uh, is uh, Sei Shung Lam, who is also in... Cha- so, Stephen Chow is kind of like Adam Sandler, where he has his own crew that is like like Adam Sandler and, uh, what is it, Nick Frost, and uh, who's the other guy from Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> Thanks, I don't Scotty. know. I thought you were just going to say basically the stars of Grown Ups. Well, yeah, but it's like a group that he does his movies with and all that. And uh, uh, Lamb is one of them as well, because he's in Shaolin Soccer. He's also known for a movie called I'll Call You. Uh, Wa Wen, who plays the landlord in the movie, which I think might be my favorite character in the movie, uh, is known for The Way of the Dragon, Shang-Chi and, or I'm sorry, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which is the newest, one of the newer Marvel movies. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got Quay Wen. Who plays the landlady? She's uh, most notable for Long Road to Gal- uh, Gallantry and Bastard Swordsman. Also played a role in uh, I forget which 007 movie, but was in one of the 007 movies as well. Oh, I mean, uh, that narrows it down to twenty. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun little fact about her is she started off as a stunt woman, is one and was was one of the, like the best stunt woman or women in the business. But she quickly saw that the future for stunt women was not promising. So she kind of just left the industry for a while and came back. Kung Fu Hustle kind of brought her back because she yeah. showed up on set or something like that. Or Stephen Cho saw her on set and was like, I want her in the movie. So hmm. uh, let's see. Rounding it out, we have uh, Sway Lung Lung, sorry, who plays the Beast. Uh, known for the movies Little Superman, Ten Tigers of Shaolin. And then Danny Chan, who plays Brother Sum, who is the leader of the Axe Gang in the movie, is also in Shaolin Soccer and is notable for the IP, or I'm sorry, Ip Man 3 and 4. Oh, it's Ip? I thought it was IP. I remember saying IP to a friend once, and they're like, it's Ip. So I went with Ip. Well, it's not one player, I'll tell you that. That's, yeah, there you go. I also did not know there were three and four of that. Uh, but I haven't. Seen I knew there was one and two. I did not know that there was a three and four. But I've always heard those movies are pretty good too. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see. We're gonna run through the box office, and then I'm gonna go into the earnings and stuff. So the estimated budget for the movie was roughly twenty million dollars. Uh, opening weekend, which I was looking at the op- the first couple weekends, and I think this movie didn't get a full 
full-blown release its opening weekend. I think it only released in selected theaters because its opening weekend, which was April 8th, 2005, uh, was only $269,000. But in the next couple weeks, by the third week, it jumps up to like $7 million. So I think it got like a bigger distribution after the first couple weeks. Uh, I, if I've learned anything, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, no, you're good. On the <clears throat> to plug another podcast, the Next Lander podcast, they did a random fun little game where they went through video game movies, and uh, mm. one member of them would say what the budget was, and then the other two would guess what it made domestic, and then whether or gotcha. not it made up the budget uh international 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 sometimes blew it out of the water so what you just said oh might yeah have simply been international that's true i mean that happened with the warcraft movie like the warcraft yeah, movie did was, terrible over here one of them yep uh, yeah it was humongous yeah. in china yeah. so uh but yeah like you said gross worldwide at the end of it it grossed 102 uh, million dollars so it was a eventually a success so and um which which begs the question why did it take this long for them to announce a sequel i don't know yeah so by the way we yeah we thought we thought we were like hey we're gonna do kung fu hustle and then literally the next day after the last recording steven i don't think it's steven cho but someone on twitter posted oh shit it's happening and it's a poster for kung fu hustle 2 and we were just like Let's ride the media media bandwagon and go yeah. ahead and keep doing this movie review. So yeah, uh, let's see some movies that was going up against that week. Uh, so the week I have it is when it kind of peaked. So April twenty second. Let's see if I can go back to April eighth real quick. Uh, it's gonna t- yeah, it's gonna take me a minute. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I was in college then. I was trying to think where. I was at college because I went to two different schools and I think this might have been, well, April, I would have started in the fall. Okay. I would have not been going to movies because I would have been at marching band practice <laughs> on a Friday night for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to the eighth, which was a Friday for the release date. So other movies that it played up against. Yeah. That's why I don't think, cause it wasn't even in the top 10. So anyway, I'm going to go back to what I previously said. And I'm going to uh, bring up April 22nd, which is kind of like the week where it started making like a lot of money. So the other movies it was going up against was The Interpreter, uh, the remake of Amityville Horror, which I believe that's the one with Ryan Reynolds. I'm not sure. Sure. Uh, A Lot Like Love, Sahara, Fever Pitch, everyone's uh, favorite Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We have Sin City. Uh, Guess Who Robots, which actually is a really good animated movie. I like that movie. And King's Ransom and Kung Fu Hustle came in at number five on this list, which isn't too bad. Yeah, actually. okay, yeah, I do remember. I did see Sin City in theaters. I don't know if it was opening weekend, but huh. Sin City was was good, too. Yeah, Sin City was good. That's the first one um, with an all star cast. Uh, There was not really... No direct competition, unless you want to count like an act, any other action film being competition. I mean, but, but not I mean, the top ten compared to what was like. If you walk into a theater, this is how we we might want to start thinking of it, thinking of it like this one because we do not pick the uh, the we don't pick the block. Despite my shirt, we do not pick the blockbuster movies <laughs> usually. 
Um, no, we don't. But you got to think if you walk into a theater and you see. Also, it's kind of weird that Amityville came out in April, but whatever. Um, you see, like again, that might not be the release date for those movies. They might have released a couple weeks before. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think the one means this is its for. Uh, I don't know what that means actually. Um, but the N on the charts we're looking at usually means new. But you got to think like you walk in and you see Sin City that has Bruce Willis on that poster. You see Fever Pitch that has Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. You see Robots with Robin Williams' name above it, and then you see yeah. you know. Like you see all these stars and then you see Kung Fu Hustle. If you're some dumbass in America, you're like, ah, oh, it's so, some Kung Fu. I need some Bruce Willis, you know? Yeah. Or like I'm thinking about the other Which movie might posters lead you here. into how you feel about that poster. No, sorry. Oh, yeah. So, well, what I was going to say was, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, there wasn't really any like other action or kicky movies that were could like you're like, I got fever pitch. I got Kung Fu Hustle. And then I got The Interpreter, which might be an action movie. I'm going to go see Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, No, yeah, I want to go back to the cover. And the cover itself is fine. Uh, It's got a picture of Singh's character, which is Stephen Cho, uh, doing like a high kick. You got some enemies around and all that stuff. Um, Most notably, I don't like the poster. I didn't like the trailer. It, it, It Americanized it a little too much. Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is a story of Sing and all this other stuff. And I was just like, it feels like a trailer for, like, the movie Road Trip or Euro Trip or something like that. And I'm just oh. like, this movie is so much more than just, like, a little funny... Like, it's a legit good action movie with just some crazy-ass Looney Tune aesthetics. Like, yeah, I remember well, I remember yeah. a thing growing up was it's basically... It's, it's Enter the Dragon and Looney Tunes put together. Oh, I thought you were just going to read the cover. It says, think Kill Bill meets Looney Tunes. Oh, well, there you go. Which would have been a hard sell for me because I did not like Kill Bill, either of them. And, uh, but I like Looney Tunes. I like Looney Tunes. So it's really confusing. (laughs) That's honestly confusing for me. Um, Especially when Kill Bill, the first one, was literally a live action anime. Like with the blood splatters and crap. Yeah. Well, also on the back of the movie, it says meet a gang of unlikely heroes and it has everyone grouped together. And you're like, yeah, they're the that heroes of no, the movie. That's but so confusing that they don't come across as that like ever, like maybe for one no, or two No, they're scenes. not like they're not the Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah, like, this is all they're literally misleading. I love the fact. So I guess we're just going to go ahead and jump into the movie now. Also, I just want to point out one more thing on the back cover. They show the dude in his frog form. So the same dude is on there twice, but that is so yeah. confusing to someone that's looking at this. Like, what is that thing? Also, spoilers. The whole cover is a fucking spoiler. Like, <laughs> it's a all about fucking spoilers. Uh, but no, I love. We're just gonna get into the movie now. So if you've never seen Kung Fu Hustle, uh, first of all, go watch it. It's a very. I I personally love this movie, and uh, but it starts off as. It, it has an introduction to the Axe Gang, which I absolutely love. The Axe Gang is like our main antagonist group of the movie. <clears throat> they're kind of like they're not the strongest people. Like you, at first, you're like, "Oh, the Axe Gang's like, don't fuck with the Axe Gang." But quickly, once you introduce Kung Fu Looney Tunes masters into it, the Axe Gang is just like, "Okay, they're nothing now." <laughs> yeah. They're just kind of oh. instigating everything going on. I I already got confused because you kind of skipped the slow, uh intro because you said the axe gang that is not the first mob or gang to appear it's another that's true small you mob, see so your first gang is what is about. it the 
it's a leader. I think it's the Crocodile Gang or something like that. I forget what it's called. But they're in this uh, police station, and they're obviously pulling the shots. It's one, but what I thought you meant by saying that you love the intro was that it is one long pan. I love anything that uses one shot for an extended period of time. So we'll probably watch Birdman at some point. I'll just forewarn everybody now. Um, I've actually never seen that movie. I've heard it's it's good. It's great, yeah. But that... Uh, that's so that's what I thought you meant in the intro because two things crossed my mind. Like, first, it was like, Oh, are they is everybody stuck and it's in slow motion? But no, it was real time, but it was still slow and it was cool. And then, and then the other thought was, Ah, shit, this looks like the beginning of fucking uh, uh, wow, I just forgot his name entirely that we did. Uh, <sighs> the comedian that essentially created rap by oh, Dolomite. Yeah, Rudy for Ray a second Moore. I was like, oh no, this is like that Dolomite scene in the police station. Oh no. You know, no. but it, it didn't turn <laughs> Wait, had you that. you have you seen this movie before this sitting? No, I've never we didn't you didn't even ask me. Way to go, host. This is my first I time didn't. watching this. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I, I did not know that this was legit your first time watching this. All so. right. I've seen Kung Fu I've seen Kung Pao enter the fist yes. enough times in high school that when it came out on DVD my friends and I were like, let's have some fun and put it in Portuguese and throw the subtitles on. We were correcting the subtitles because we wow. had known the script that well. So Not for Kung Fu Hustle, for Kung Pao. No, for Kung Pao. And anytime right. I mention to anyone that I'm a fan of that movie, which honestly, I haven't watched it in about 10 years. So who knows how it actually holds up with being I goofy and around up. the Matrix and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. So everybody's like, oh, have you seen Kung Fu Hustle? You seen Kung Fu Hustle? And the answer is always no. So until now, which I can see why people would make that correlation. But I feel like overall Kung Fu Hustle is Kung Pao with a better with a bigger budget because Kung Pao, I'm sure the overall CG does not age well, even though I well, haven't seen it recently. But yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we change it into Kung Pao. Kung Pao was just, it was an actual movie before Kung Pao. Right. Like, it was a movie that they overdubbed and, like, put the character into it and all that stuff. So this is a legit movie with a, you know, right. legit storyline and all that. Yeah, so, I just mean, uh, I guess I mean the fights are just as ridiculous as some things in Kung Pao. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I well, did enjoy yeah. the opener, though. That's slow, not that slow shot, but that one shot um, was interesting and i i mean i was caught off guard immediately when the when uh the shotguns pulled out i don't know i don't i keep interrupting you so i don't want to stop what you know you're about you're good i i like this because this is the first time you've seen it so i'm curious on what stuck out to you so but no i like that scene because it sets up a thing later in the movie where you're like "Uh oh he's gonna do the same thing and then nope nope it's a little fake out don't worry about it you're good because every time a character turns their back to Brother Sum, who is the leader of the axe gang, they usually get an axe in the back or a shotgun in the back. So yeah. I like things that set up and pay off like that. But no, the what I was talking about was actually right after that was the dance scene introducing the axe gang and like, oh, the ax- we don't need this movie or this half a movie to explain who the axe gang are, what they've done. No, you get a dance montage of about two minutes. Shows the uh, gang leader dancing with his lackeys and then shows that they control basically everything because they're showing them killing people and, you know, running the city how they want to run it. And I'm like, perfect, perfect setup. And I like right. I think it's right after that that you get this little it's not even a scrolling text. It's just a text on the screen that says in a world of turmoil, the gangs run rampant. 
the Axe Gang is the most notable of this of these gangs, but they don't go into the slummy areas because there's no money, so don't worry about it. And you're like, all right, and then we get the segue right into the Slumlord area, and you, perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect thing. I love it. Yeah, I won't I won't say much about the opener because um, it was a heck of an opener that hooked me in immediately when 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 the first scene ends overall, I was like, OK, I'm interested yep. because the yep. I'm not I don't want to say I'm not a fan of Kung Fu, but I've never sought out like other than unfortunately Jackie Chan and like Kung Pao and this. I haven't really yeah. ever watched, you know, the wire fighting stuff like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I've seen parts of that boat. movie. But yeah. so that in mind, though, I wasn't sure if I was going to care about this because I didn't know if it was wacky. Because, yeah, the trailer also did not do a good job of selling any trailers. So it's uh, really bad. I, I, I don't like the promotion. <laughs> I like that the movie got promotion. I just don't like the promotion that it got. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say the small town, like the, the shitty town, that's almost a place I'd kind of want to be because everybody knows everybody, but everybody's just yeah. as shittily off as everybody else. So there's no. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't other matter. Than, <laughs> other than literally. I mean, it's it's essentially a monarchy because there's the landlord and landlady and the peasants. But I kind of like that because there's no there's no clicks because everybody's in the same shitty place, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, um, you know that the landlord and the landlady have like this shows because they show the inside of their apartment every now and then. You're like, OK, they got probably a little bit nicer stuff than everybody else right. has, but they're still not like amazingly well off or anything. Right. Like that. But they also introduce them in a very interesting way now that I think about it, because it starts out with. Like just a dude. Was he getting his hair? No, not his haircut. He was. I think he was just eating. I'm trying to go back to my. Yeah, notes, he was. He was know. drinking. It was like early in the morning. He was drinking already. Yeah, it was early in the morning. But it like shows him being kind of chummy and friendly with whoever serving him drinks. So you think like, oh, this must be the hero, and he's just hanging out at his local nope. uh, <laughs> pub or whatever. But then it's like, oh, that's a landlord. But people like him. That seems all right. And then he clearly has a problem or not women have a problem with him because he's got a problem but and then it it goes from like introducing him as this chummy guy to like oh he's a sleazeball oh he's horrible oh he's not even half as bad as the bitch that he's married yeah. to you know he's a lovable sleazeball he he's master roshi is what he is he's uh, basically master roshi he, ma uh, he master roshi likes to drink this guy likes to drink he likes to womanize that's what he does i love the banter between him and the landlady because like when he's like I'm, what she, he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm lo looking for peeping toms. And then that lady walks yeah. out, and just eyeballs him, and he's like, mm -hmm. hey, don't go off spouting your mouth. Like, <laughs> and then he just goes, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I watched yeah, this. Yeah. I think Scotty, you watched this dubbed, right? Uh, that was the only option as far as, or no, I watched it subbed. Subbed was the only option. Okay, that's right. You said you were going to watch it dubbed. I've always watched this subbed, but I... apparently if you watch it sure. dubbed, like some of the jokes are entirely rewritten and some of the like the like some of the jokes that are like in the subtitle version just aren't even in the English version. Oh, just, I'm like, sure. Okay. They just gave sure. up, gave up localizing it. <laughs> uh, Basically, <yeah>. I mean, <laughs> uh, so, so I, we get the I introduction now. The... Oh, oh I'm sorry. I no, was I'm trying to follow my notes with where we are. But I realized, I'll say this now and I'll probably say it again, I took very few notes on most scenes because I caught myself just watching the movie, which is yep. which is a compliment to the movie, but bad for our podcast. <laughs> 100%. Like, yeah. 
I, I luckily have watched the movie enough that I have all my notes in my head because I watched the movie and I think I only sent you like three notes and you're just like, okay. Oh, yeah. We're, <laughs> all right. Yeah. If we're going to go with the discord conversation outline. Yeah. You didn't send me too much. Basically. Uh, but no, I, and like not long after we get the introduction to, we get the introduction to basically where most of the movie takes place. Uh, we get the introduction to landlord and landlady. Then we meet, uh, Sing and Bone, who are Stephen Stephen Chow has finally made his entrance, and I love. So I've never seen Shaolin Soccer, but I love at the beginning, right at the beginning of his intro, he has like this little soccer bit where he's playing with a ball, and the kids are like, "Oh, can you teach us?" And he goes, "This is not soccer time," and he just stomps Steps on the ball, on yeah. and I. And I was like, I don't know if there was like some controversy where people were like, oh, this is just going to be Shaolin Soccer 2. Or is this Stephen Cho's way of just being like, this is not the last movie. So oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, we get there. Inter- which I feel like seeing it. So is, was that the continuation of the Stephen Chow universe? That was it right there. Done. I guess that's what <laughs> like parlays it into the next movie. So, yeah. Uh, but I love that they seeing in Bone are basically just team rocket from pokemon like i was gonna say they're not skull but that's fine vulcan skull works too like they're just like works way better (laughs) that's true because they don't have a they don't have like a a little animal with them or something so they're also not actually technically part of the axe gang they're trying to become part of the axe gang so that's why they're in they're imposturing being X gang members anyway whatever it's fine yeah. it's to show that sing and bone are just basically scumbags so but they're lovable scumbags because they're you're like idiots. yeah they really are like you said bulk and scholars is such a better analogy than <laughs> good <laughs> like what i said because you're like they're dumb they're not like the best but like they're there so yeah they're, but I had thought are, about they it. They are a level of threatening, but not quite sure how much. But enough to set things in motion because oh, everything guess. that Singh's character does, which results in all all the fights and any spoilers, I'm not going to say who passes away in this movie, but characters do die in the movie. So get ready for that because oh, even as a kid, that's going to be part of my notes. So I don't know that we need to worry about spoilers. Okay, but whatever. It's also a movie that's over 15 years old. So <laughs> yes. Relax, everybody. But uh, when I saw it as a kid, it reminded me of some of the anime that I watched as a kid. And I can't remember. Like, it's not like Dragon Ball Z and ones like those. It's like the ones where you're like, this is a lovable character. Three scenes later, they're dead. And you're just like, oh, my emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh, no, Steven shows the reason like every sets everything in motion. The axe gang showing up, the the Kung Fu martial arts coming out or the martial artists coming out of hiding, which surprise there's a number of five martial art legends that live in this small little slum. And yeah, I think I there was five. five. Yeah. I did, Technically I did, five, yeah. Well, I don't know anyone's name in this because either I wasn't keeping up with that in the subtitles or no one was ever directly addressed. I'm not sure. Um, so I dubbed the first martial artist Spartacus because even though he had nothing to do with anything, he was the first one to come out and say it was me. You know, hey, that's cool. All right. So I remember all the names. That was Cooley. So oh. <laughs> that's what they said. He was uh, he was a student of the t- Tam 12 kick school. So he when they introduce him, he's all about, you know, he can basically pick shit up with his legs and just throw it onto his back and stuff like that. 
uh, and then you get introduced. I love how everything kind of like shows what the character, like with the tailor, you get that shot up in the ceiling above where his rings are, where he hangs everything. And you're like, that's interesting. I, and then you're yeah. like, oh, that's cool later on. That threw me off for a second because I thought he was looking at blades. Like I thought he was looking at sickles or something hanging up because right. I could, could just the, just the angle didn't show the entire circumference of the ring. But yeah. It made more sense. I, th- I think the tailor might be my favorite out of the three legend uh, out of the three heroes in the beginning because he's super flamboyant and like he is just hilarious in some of the delivery he does. Oh, yeah. So, wait, the tailor had the rings and then the chef had the staff, right? Donut had the staffs. Okay, yes. Donut. Yeah. OK, gotcha. So you got Cooley, Taylor and Donut. All right. Got That's it. our next uh, boy band. <laughs> yeah, sure is. And while we're speaking to them, though, part of this movie does not age well with how much shit the uh, gay guy is getting from the landlady. That's pretty rough. True. Yeah, true. Pretty rough. That is. Well, there is that one scene after the initial fight where he's wearing that very see through clothes and he's got like red underwear on. (laughs) None of that. None of that made sense. But yeah, it was they're hamming it up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're just hamming it up. Uh, Yeah. I will say it was more tastefully done than a lot of the stuff in the 90s and early 2000s that were made in America with yeah. uh, just dropping of slurs here and there and stuff. So Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that flashback for one of the main characters where the kid gets bullied for standing up for Lollipop Girl mm-hmm. and then he straight up gets peed on, which yep. I was not ready for. So I have highlighted in all caps. <laughs> Holy shit. The kids just peed on him. I th- uh, maybe that's like a thing over in Asia where like bullies will do that. I mean, if you're trying to be yeah, a bully, that's pretty that fucked up thing to do to somebody. Up. That's I, I never got that territory, I guess. I don't know. But you tell me, folks. I at get, home, yeah. So uh, leave a comment, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's Singh's character. He's going into a flashback telling that he knows Kung Fu. Uh, he knows what is it? The Buddhist palm uh, Kung Fu is what he knows. But from the hobo, just basically. He bought a little pamphlet from a hobo, spent his whole life savings, come to find out it's like a widely spread article and all that. stuff. But by the way, this takes place long ago. I think someone said it feels like around like 1940s or something like that. And that that seems probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I do. I want to go back to the the axe game because I. Yeah, I love the look of the axe gang. I don't know. I just get very Yakuza vibes from it. So, well, all right, I guess so. I mean, that's any I mean, Asian mafia, <laughs> but it's true. for anyone that doesn't know, they're just dressed up in like suit and ties. Like it looks really uh, like they have they top look... hats as well. Oh, I'm sorry. So maybe it's just a full tuxedo is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that dance scene, too. You reminded me of it. That never happens again. But what an introduction. Great. I think there was a trivia that was like Stephen Cho was trying to figure out how he was going to make the leader of the Axe Gang more distinguishable from all the other ones. So they put in a dance number and I was like, okay, sure. That doesn't <laughs> what? Okay. I love, I love the way he talks. Like he has some kind of weird thing he does at the end of his sentences where he just kind of like trails off on the last word. And, uh, I don't know. I, it works well. Also his teeth, his teeth are notable. Just remember that Ugh. they're, they're pretty rough, but mm-hmm. Uh, no. So basically, yeah, we get a flashback. We see what's going. We see a little bit of character development for Singh. Uh, also, this happens too. Uh, apparently, they steal from a deaf girl. They steal like candy from a deaf girl. No, she's uh, mute. which she's not deaf. 
Oh, is that what it is? Oh, my bad. Yes. So, <laughs> totally I got it mixed up. Yeah. She can hear mute. people. She just can't talk. That's true. Yeah. Okay. My bad. You can decide to keep that or cut it out. It's oh, up to brother. you. So. Uh, yeah. You're, uh, this hole that you have started digging is staying in. <laughs> I'm digging back out. I'm digging back out. Uh, mm -hmm. But no, this is the scene where uh, you get a little backstory there, too, because come to find out that's the girl he was trying to save when he was a little boy. But I wanted to make make notable reference to what they steal from her. They steal ice cream from her and then they jump on the trolley and Steven Chow just starts laughing hysterically to the point where ice cream's falling out of his mouth yeah, and all this like other that. stuff. Maybe and I was sense, like, but... sure. It, it, the movie's already established that it's crazy. So let's uh -huh. see how far it's going to go. Yeah. And I, I, I just love the movie so far. I mean, we're going through scene by scene again, but that's what we always do. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, at one point we're Sonic the Hedgehog up in this bitch. Yeah, which makes sense, because, like, makes sense for one of the characters. The other character, you're like, why is that happening? Because he should be just a normal person. But, oh, never mind. No, he's not. So, mm -hmm. sure, sure. I don't know what else to say about that scene. It's very Looney Tunes. They're Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner and down the highway. Yeah. And, uh. It ends it ends as abruptly as it started. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I appreciate that nothing is super duper explained except for when it needs to be. I feel like anything anymore exactly is so. Um, the we don't uh, need the Marvel movie. We don't need two background. We don't need. Although I would have loved to see it, we don't need a movie for each of the three heroes that stepped up and you know protected the slums. We know enough about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know I what mean, happens it, to it, them. So. Their 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 origin story is literally the first thing that someone says who is not themselves <laughs> about like Basically. in that same scene, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's all we need, people. That's I, all we need. I really I really like the scene. So uh, the landlady is like, "We're gonna let fate decide what's gonna happen with you three because it's either we're gonna keep you here or you're gonna get out of here because you're causing too much trouble." Mm -hmm. Come to find out, fate did not smile fondly. So. They're going to leave. But I like that one little thing where they're kind of like all three talking to each other and they go to leave and they're just curious. So they all go to like attack each other. It's mm -hmm. obviously like sparring and you have like your little sparring session. And I'm like, that's cool. They didn't have to put that in there. They could have literally just been like, all right, everyone take care and then just walk away. And it would have been really boring. But just having that right. extra little scene in there was perfect. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was fun. Uh, and um. I know that some people would not like it, but I, I really dug a certain scene introducing another, uh, some other martial arts masters that are called the musicians. Um, that yeah. scene of everything getting chopped up out of nowhere and you see a cat jump by and you just yeah. see the shadow of the cat and that cat gets straight up sliced in half. And I was just like, with a little blood man. splatter on the wall, but they, yeah, but they, uh, great, uh, I guess great cinematography because you see the ca you see all this shit happening, getting sliced and diced, and you you don't see the but it's you know we're expecting ninjas in some way shape or yeah. form at some you point in this music. movie by now, and so you're seeing stuff getting sliced, and you see to the point that you're like, all right, when's when's someone gonna die? When's something gonna happen? And then you see a cat in the background, and you're like, oh shit, no, not the kitty! And then you're like, okay, yeah, kitty's safe. He jumps out of the way, and then you see the shadow, like oh, kitty's not safe. <laughs> Uh, not safe and neither is Cooley. unfortunately yeah, that was disappointing because i kind of wanted to see more of him out of the three but no oh well so. i Cooley, even when i first saw this movie he was my favorite i was like yeah. oh Cooley's cool 
and no pun intended. But and then he no, he's just I guess because he show seemed how, like out how... of the three, he almost seemed like he would have been the leader if they ended up together again, because he seemed the most confident since he was saying the least. And the other ones were yeah. brought in a different light. I'm going to chalk it up to maybe he was the youngest out of all of them. So maybe he wasn't as experienced because his senses he would've... weren't as honed. Yeah, because he just straight up gets his head sliced off and that's the end of Cooley. You're like, no, what? Yeah. Already? Shit. Doesn't even so, get to defend himself. But... But it does establish these two musicians as it, it, it sets the stakes where the stakes are at now. We've right. lost someone already. Yeah. They just introduced him. He's the reason that, you know, the fight started because he's the one that stood up first. Right. And then he immediately gets killed. You're just like, oh, man. But well, it is a martial arts movie. Because like it does. I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. Go ahead. You're good. No, I I'm I I can trail off. So <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, but it, it's interesting. It it's very it's um, it serves its purpose really well. Uh, his yes. death, I mean, because uh, it leads up to him. You've already seen that he can fight, but his head is done, or his head gets chopped off, and you're like, holy shit. Well, maybe he's just a shitty fighter. And then you're like, oh, these guys mean business. But then it's like, oh, yeah. they might mean business, but the fact that the other two can actually defend themselves means they're even more powerful than Cooley was to begin with, you know? So it's yeah, like this battle. Well, I thought about it, of. too. I thought about it, too. Like, Taylor and Donut kind of have things that would allow them to deflect, you know, swords or invisible swords and shit like that. I'm yes. thinking, what can Cooley do? Cooley has to, like, eventually, like, you have to kick the blade just right. Otherwise, it's just going to cut your leg off. So, yeah, I guess so. Right. But so, I don't know. And then we get the we get the night. We get the cool fight scene. It's cool, but tragic at the same time, because it's Taylor and Taylor and Donut and the two musicians. The way the musicians fight is they have this big. I don't know what the name of it is, but it is a Japanese instrument, I think. Yeah, it's not and, a sitar. Uh, uh, I can try to look it up, but I'll destroy the internet. I mean, I'll, the recording might suffer. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like a sit down guitar is what it is. Like you you play it uh, like on a table and stuff like that. But they use that to conjure invisible weapons and apparently invisible ghosts that can fight for them and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Taylor and uh, and Donut do not make it out, which sucks. But it brings out the next two who surprise landlord and landlady are the the other three weren't kung fu masters they were just kung fu i guess students these are legit kung fu masters well yeah that so. like continually that with with that scene and then that fight and then it goes to uh just I forget. It was like into the third scene. I finally said to myself, oh, when we think that that fucking whoever Stephen Chow plays sing, we think that he's dead. I just finally went like, who the fuck is the hero in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it, it, so it, many it, people the, the were dying left and right. And the landlady yeah. and landlord that were introduced are total fucking douchebags. So it's like, I don't want to root for them, but they're the only ones fighting right now. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. I don't know who what? I'm supposed to be ready rooting for. Yeah. That's true. But you get the little backstory of them on why, because after the fight, they beat them. But, uh, you know, sadly, the three heroes die. And even someone, what is it, Jill or Jane in the in the uh, community was like, if you would have stepped up sooner, they wouldn't be dead and all that stuff. And you get the background on that. They had a son that died fighting and they swore that they would never fight again. You're like, faded right. lovers or something. That's what they are, yeah, because she has a, what is it? I don't know their exact names, but she has a move called the Lion's Roar, which mm -hmm. is really interesting. And then 
You know what the land? I don't know what the landlord's style or what his, but it feels like very drunken master style. I thought it was drunken master. Um, yeah, where guitar, he gets punched way, and it ricochets uh, off of him and stuff like right. that. So umby kind of the instrument. Uh, they apparently are known as the harpists in this description, okay. but it's a long zither. So it's just uh, yeah, long zither. Yeah, but no, um, it's uh, that those scenes are great. Uh, that gives us we're probably kind of like at the halfway point of the movie at this point. I would say at least sure. right before then. But the whole time. So that fight happens. They're not going to fight. But Axe Gang, again, they've been humiliated and they're like, what the hell are we going to do? And then uh, they find out that Singh is a very good locksmith or lock picker, like can literally pick a lock in like under three seconds. So mm-hmm. uh they get them there's all there's been a story of the best kung fu martial artist that went insane because he could never find an opponent that was up to his level so he's in this insane asylum and uh the axe gang's like hey sing if you go break him out you're gonna be part of the axe gang and And he's like dope Ryu, what the hell are you talking about street fighter that's his whole fucking story is all he's doing is trying to find the best fighter or like the best. Oh, is it really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Mr. Fighting Fan over here doesn't even know the fucking basics That's... of Street Fighter. Come on. Look, Fighting Fan is different than Fighting Game Player or Expert. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. So the Beast, we see the Beast, and you're just like, this is like an, it's an old Asian guy that's bald and just isn't yeah. like flip flops and a white like a white tea be- uh, wife beater and all that stuff. And you're like, what is this? And then he shows off his power, and you're like. All right, now the real fight's about to happen. And it w- surprise, the faded lovers are right there in the casino. <laughs> and uh we get another awesome fight scene, which I love. I love that fight scene. It's pretty good. Uh it's yeah. But still confused on who the hero is, but yes, it happens. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, "Okay, there's a bad side and a good side." Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we learn who they are, the landlady and Lord, because and then you're like, okay, so they didn't they didn't choose this life. So maybe they are the heroes Mm -hmm. and they're purposely shitty so that no one they don't have to defend anybody ever because everybody nobody they're pushing away loved ones and stuff like that. So they don't ever have anybody to lose again. So. So. uh, But the fight happens. It kind of ends in a stalemate. Except the at bell the end did not make where... sense to me for a while. I was like, that's cool. What is she oh, doing? Oh, when she was oh, slapping it? Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they bring a funeral bell, and, and in the middle of the fight, uh, the landlady has the, the... Actually, I'm saying bright idea, and it sounds sarcastic, but no, it was a smart idea to smack the top of it open and use it as a microphone for the lion's roar ability that she has. Right. And you're just like, okay. Uh, but then at the end, the axe gang leader is like, tell Singh like hit him on the head i don't know why he hits the beast on the head because the beast is supposed to be on their side but he hits the beast on the head with like a piece of wood or something like that and the beast goes insane he gets Mm -hmm. super fucking pissed and basically beats the pulp out of Singh. like you think he's dead like because he is just head in ground like bloody mess so yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was uh, again, I was confused because I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be rooting for <laughs> since that just happened. Yeah. And they ran away. But in the classic style, that that ass beating 
what did they say realigned his chakra or opened up his chakra gates? Uh, he's a Saiyan, is what they're telling me. No, he's Naruto. Shut up. <laughs> uh, happy to happy to admit that I know nothing about Naruto other than that's good. Where that's his a arms good thing. go when he runs, even though tons of other characters did that before him. But hey, he's not. But but Naruto found the aliens, so whatever. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, and then we go into the final like climax where it's the beast going up against Singh, who is now, I guess, kind of like a fully awakened Singh and all that stuff. And yeah, you get on. awesome fight whoever. scene. Kind of can't don't want to go into the detail of the fight scene because it's just great. You need to watch it. Can't really do it justice by just talking about it. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially the, mo- the end of the movie. I love at the end, which, by the way, we've already spoiled everything else. The good guy doesn't kill the bad guy. Uh, right. I don't, I already don't to... remember what happens. So uh, the end, Singh uses the Buddhist palm uh, attack on uh, the beast. And the beast, like, sees, like, how amazing, like, that style is. And at the end, he's just like, can you please teach me? Instead of, like, I must kill you and all this other stuff. Because he always wanted an opponent that was at the same level. And now that he has seeing a kung fu style that he doesn't know he's like i want to learn it now so Mm -hmm. you're just like all right like the good guy didn't even have to kill anybody so he's even more of a good guy so i mean at that point though i would be like i'm not teaching you shit you just tried to you killed how many people already just to try to find me i don't know that's that is true why would i want to make you more powerful i love what happens to the axe gang leader uh he gets he keeps mouthing off and the beast just slaps his head around and kills him oh yes 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 (laughs) very unceremoniously but that's perfectly fine because all he's done is talk for the whole movie so that's all it was like after he shows how cool he is after that first fight where you're where he finds out he's out of his league he just he turns into like like a team rocket like kind of background just goofiness kind of thing yeah i mean as soon as he sees the potential i was expecting him to die sooner as soon as as soon as the beast shows off his actual um move set or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh uh kind of lets not even lets loose but just shows that he is the real deal i'm surprised he didn't just kill the leader right then and there because what is his yeah. purpose at that point just like know? a punch like, through the chest or something or just like a little like tick yeah. on the nose and then his head breaks or something like that yeah because other than so. like why are you here other than you supplied money at one point you know um, I really the reason the Axe Gang is there is what? so that we can get to the Beast. That's why I the Axe so, Gang yeah. is there. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they're they are the the um the they are the plot mover. There's a word for that. They're the main know. antagonist for a majority of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're well. Yeah, the Axe Gang is essentially the most important thing in this movie. They're not. I don't. I I would disagree. They're not just there to get the Beast into the show. They were pretty much the reason everything happened because they're the reason Sing uh even went into that town and shit so yeah that is true because Um, they wanted to be part of the axe gang so axe gang equals bad so (laughs) right i very much enjoyed when our hero was propelled into the air and uh just hopped on an eagle for a split second i really like that moment (laughs) because i'm dumb as hell Uh, it just shows how he's one with his abilities and nature, I guess. So I also I guess I, I also like during that fight, I was like, uh, I guess the town did evacuate because they are just straight up demolishing entire sides of this building now. 
Yeah, my only understanding is after that last fight where all three of them died, they were just like, you guys got to leave because shit's about to get real or something like that. So there was no I mean, I guess I didn't realize that that happened, because if this were an American movie made for us idiots, they would have shown everyone leaving, even if it was just for a split second of get your stuff. We got to go. I wonder if it's a deleted scene. We uh, spoilers or surprise. We both watched this on Tubi. I thought I had this on DVD. The DVD has a bunch of like deleted scenes and bloopers and stuff like that. So I need to get a copy of that. Yeah. The cover says uh, what all it has on the back. So uh, I would have liked to maybe see the extra stuff that might have gotten cut out. So there might be a scene uh, like that. Wow. You can always tell the era, the the age of a DVD where one of the features is poster gallery. There's nothing I want more than still images for my bonus feature. Um, now yeah. we say that, but we love the still image shit that's in the Sonic collections on the GameCube and all that. other. That is stuff. not the same thing at all. <laughs> It's a still image. So. That is not the same thing at all. That is covers of comics and like box art. This is poster gallery means like these are what could have been. And also this is like a picture from set. Whereas instead uh, you'd want like okay. an actual video. Um, but yeah, I guess there are deleted oh. scenes, bloopers, uh, director and cast commentary. And then it says also behind the scenes. And I don't know who, which one's Rick Myers. Uh, I think Rick Myers, it just says Rick Myers interview with Stephen Chow. So maybe it's a, I don't know who Rick oh, Myers interview is. with. Okay. Gotcha. I thought yeah. It was, yeah. Okay. So, so I guess uh, we need, we can go since we already gave a rundown on what the movie is. We can give some of the factoids that I found about the movie. Uh, let's see. We'll start off with, so as mentioned earlier on the back of the box, uh, when Wu Ping uh, who did the choreography for The Matrix and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Also choreographed the action sequences for Kung Fu Hustle, which you can obviously see some of the, the crazy over-the-topness that is in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And even, I mean, there's references to The Matrix and stuff in this movie, like, all throughout it. There's references all throughout the movie to, like, Bruce Lee, old martial arts movies, old martial arts uh, stars, and stuff like that, too. The guy that plays the Beast was actually, I think one of Stephen Cho's, like, martial arts heroes. And he got him to be in the movie as the bad guy, which is great. Okay. So, uh, let's see. We already talked about the opening scene where Stephen Cho steps on the uh, the ball, saying this is not soccer. Uh, talked about that. Apparently, the pigsty alley, which is where uh, most of the movie takes place, was inspired by Cho's own childhood memory of crowded apartment complexes in Hong Kong and slub neighborhoods where he lived. Which makes sense. Uh, what else do we have in here for slumberhoods? Um, this one says Kung Fu Hustle surpassed Chow's previous film, Shaolin Soccer, becoming the highest grossing movie made in Hong Kong in 2005. It was mm-hmm. also the highest grossing foreign language film in North America, even gaining a cult following. That's why I thought the movie never actually did that well, because it has such a large cult following. But it just goes to show you that the movie made five times what it was paid to make it and still has a huge cult following, enough to the point where there's a Kung Fu Hustle 2, which, man... We all know how those sequels can go for movies that kept it open-ended but never really had a true sequel. It didn't. Like, my this thing is... Well, the, this didn't feel like it needed a sequel, but also it definitely it could didn't. have had a sequel. I mean, or it definitely could because there's so... 
so many of the threats are still alive. Like the Axe Gang didn't just disband, you know. Yeah, so. it's just another leader can come up. The <clears throat> end shows the hobo talking, which I guess the hobo is like a mystical hobo. And uh, <laughs> sure, so <laughs> he shows. He's like, hey, kid, he's kind of doing the same thing that he did to Sing when Sing was younger. You, you have the aura of a hero. And he shows him instead of just the one pamphlet, he's got five pamphlets now. And you're like, mm, there's our five other movies. Yeah, so. build your, yeah, that build the MCU or at martial arts mm-hmm. cinematic universe, the Maku. Uh, I, the Maku. <laughs> I did, did not enjoy seeing that kid's boogers, but they were all about it. No, that was that was pretty gross and over the top. Uh, yep. The actual so. The actual move that Singh uses on the beast, which is the Buddhist palm, is an actual fighting style. Oh, you did the palm. Me. I was, I like, was were doing it. Me, were you telling me to stop? <laughs> uh, apparently, it's a relatively modern Southern Shaolin style of Kung Fu, Futgar Quen, or the Buddhist family fist. It utilizes mostly punches, palm strikes, low kicks, and evasive footwork to beat the opponent. It sounds like the stuff that uh, Spike Spiegel uses in Cowboy Bebop. So. Sure. But no, that's basically all. Uh, there's lots of, like I said, there are a lot of nods. Apparently, the scene where the landlord and landlady are doing the cha cha, like they're dancing in their apartment, uh, is a nod to Bruce Lee, who won the 1958 Hong Kong National Cha Cha Championship. So, <laughs> all right. Again, some of these facts were found on Wikipedia and IMDb, but so take them with a grain of salt. Uh, I was trying to find. No. I think it, yeah, I think it's swallow dive or swallow kick is the one where the foot is almost straight up in the air and it comes down. Like, that's a, if you can pull that off, that's going to do some damage. Oh, yeah. Gravity helping out. Just on the uh, back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, oh, this is just like Shenmue. All right. He le- and then people were learning <laughs> stuff from hobos. Here we go. Yeah. And it's, you know, Chinese descent. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, that's really all the factoids and stuff I have for it. Um. I guess we can kind of round it out. Uh, since it was your first time watching it, I'm assuming that you enjoyed it from what you said. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm trying to look at my notes here uh, to see if there's anything else we didn't really um, we didn't really talk about. But uh, I don't see the only thing. Cats lice in midair. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of uh, all the fighters die. That was when I was first confused about who the hero hero is. But you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. there's a lot of I really do like I know we usually just talk about the movies and stuff like that. But the cinematography and some of the ways that the the scenes are captured in this movie are just really good. Like I said, when it's introducing the characters in the beginning, you're seeing like the Taylor's rings like up in the ceiling. You've got, oh, you know, donuts using these big uh, bamboo shoots to make the noodles and all that. And you're like, this is cool. I like this. It sets a lot of stuff up. Uh, I'm trying to think like the only negative thing I would say about the movie is some of the CG might not have aged well. But if you were to like do another cut with the newer CG, I don't think like it would look better, but it's not going to ruin the movie. Like the CG doesn't ruin the movie for me. Uh, Yeah. The only time you really are taken out of it is when they're turned when they're running like Sonic, I think. That one, and that's, that and that's one, mainly because I think that's it just in the holds trailer on it for too. too long. Well, yeah. No, the only the only thing that's in the trailer is the landlady zips out of there real quick, and you don't think about it because uh, it's a split second and that's it. But we're talking an entire scene where their their feet are pinwheels, you know. So it's basically what it is, and they're like jumping over under cars and over cars and stuff like that. And you're just like, 
All right. Yeah. Sure. I'll admit that's Let's that's where it, silly. that's that's where it lost me a little bit. Said said the guy with the Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo, but that was where I was starting to like. Right. Uh, I hope this doesn't last much longer because I I could I could really go for some fighting or anything else but this. But uh, we'll see where <laughs> this ends up. Um. So yeah, but it was it was good. But it was it was it would also showed like, uh, yeah, you don't mess with the poor people. <laughs> They're still hanging Basically. on. They got nothing to lose, so they're gonna fucking fight you, you piece of shit. That's right. What is so. it? Uh, never corner a rat or something like that. So yeah, that's the phrase. Uh, sure, what it, that's, that's sure. That's the Fuck quote it. For this I don't movie, care. Right? Yeah. How many rats quote. out of uh, ten are you gonna give this movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, one full pizza rat. Um, oh man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess how many? Let's see here. How many? Um, how many sliced cats out of five? No, you can watch it. Yeah. Give it a shot. Uh, it's good. It's dumb fun. Don't. Yeah. Don't go in with a serious attitude. Uh, I think if people had not said you like Kung Pao, you should watch this. Then I yeah. probably would have at first been like, this is stupid. But I had the expectation, so, even with the trailer, I could not tell yeah. that it was supposed to be goofy. The trailer's terrible. Um, the trailer is not, so, does not do the movie justice. Yeah, there's been... And you know, sometimes trailers suck because there's so little you can show without spoiling something. But that is true. this is not the case. I don't think they knew what to do. Maybe that was partially why it didn't... It, the, Early it didn't 2000s is what I'm going to chalk it um, up to. Yeah, you know. Every early two thousands, everybody was watching SWAT and Resident Evil and Fast and the Furiouses. So who knows? I will say that so Kung Pao and Kung Fu Hustle released pretty close to each other. I want to say no. Nope. So I always they didn't. <laughs> what no, they were like what? they were like four years, three or four years apart. Was Kung uh, Pao really like that early in the two thousands? Yeah, I I mean I watched it in high school, so it was out before two thousand two. Oh, it was two thousand two. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that. I, but I did when I was younger. I I got these movies kind of because I saw Kung Pao in the theaters, and I loved Kung Pao. Yeah. So did I. That was one of the two movies that made me cry. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. The other one was. But Anchorman. then I remember Kung when or Kung not Anchorman. Uh, Bruce Ooh, Almighty. Uh oh. Okay, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> well, it was yeah. during the Anchorman scene, but Bruce Almighty. Oh, when we see how amazing Steve Carell is in his yeah. acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we found our next movie we're gonna watch. Anchorman. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. I I've seen Lord. Anchorman enough to never have to talk about it again in my life. Yeah, I so, went to college. I could quote you the fucking Anchorman script because I went to college. Yeah. Uh, mine was super bad, but I legitimately still enjoy super bad. So, uh, anyway, yeah, no, this movie's good. You should give it a watch. Uh, again, I have not watched it in the dubbed. I've only ever watched it subtitled. So I don't know how much things are different. You said but in the dub, if you don't like that means naked or something. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> but uh, no, give it a watch. However, you, I mean, like I said, the sub versions on Tubi free to watch. You got to watch some commercials, but hey, fuck it. You would do that anyway if you were watching it on TV. So yeah, but no one does that anymore. Not a sponsor, but hey, Tubi, if you're listening, I don't know what you'd give Tubi, us since you're a free vinegar service. Syndrome, but... Shout factory. <laughs> we yeah. got a list. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, For our two listeners. So. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is we didn't mention it. Well, I th I sort of mentioned it briefly. The fact that it's the cover of the next one's poster, whatever the lollipop is apparently 
that's like the plot device. And it's the lollipop and an axe. Well, they, the next poster, the, the poster for the next one is, yeah, a lollipop on top of an axe. So it's like, but because I saw that before I saw this, I was like, this lollipop better mean something. And at first you're like, <laughs> well, it, I guess it did. I don't know. And then it, it doesn't, it didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't. And then it does. So whatever. it's all fine. There's a candy shop at the end where everyone's happily working. So there we go. Yeah. 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 You can so. tell it's, you can tell it's older times because a fucking candy shop is flourishing. That's the place to be. The, the only other movie that I remember a candy shop flourishing is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So. I thought you were going to say Harry Potter, but that's not even candy. That's the Weasley's like goofy joke yeah, shop. Also, thing. Willy Wonka's so. much older than Harry Potter. So. I, I suppose so. Um, I love who, that movie. I don't like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I love Willy Wonka and the, fo- uh, the Fox. Fly, 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 fly. So. Yeah. Willy Wonka and the It's time for me to go. I've been Fox. talking too much, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is why we don't like uh, Corey host too much, everybody. So I get my one every couple months. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that like we've got uh, Rush Hour 2 coming up next. Um, uh, yeah, sure. I, I don't seen remember this one Rush Hour 1, but I remember Rush Hour 2 being good. And there's a third one. I think there's been there is along with everything else that came out around that time. There's been rumors of the next one happening. Sequel, sequel, sequel. Basically, yep. since the third one happened. Um but that's not what we're going to talk about. Or are we? Rush Hour 2. Martial Arts May. Ma'am. The only th- the only thing I remember from Rush, Hours two, Rush Hour 2 is, damn, he's not going to be in Rush Hour 3. That's the only thing I remember from Rush Hour 2. <laughs> oh, okay. And that was a blooper at the end of the movie. So... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know gotcha. nothing else about the movie except it stars Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. That is it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, might even get Rachel to watch that one with me. Um, <laughs> should have watched this one. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's kind of just sat out the last ones, or it's been it, like with our schedule, I've I've had to watch them on my own or whatever. So, um, yeah. but we'll get a uh, horror movie in there so she can jump in. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did. You know, we'll we'll pull the curtain aside. We did decide at some point we are going to watch the Resident Evil movies as well. People, not back to back let you know we can't do that to ourselves this is gonna or be to a, you this uh, will be a legacy an endeavor if you will <laughs> yeah the fucking resident evil odyssey that we're gonna go through um oh, man but uh you know better than got, the transformers i don't know that i could sit through those honestly um i couldn't but the uh the yeah we've got plenty of things in the in the pipeline in the in the works mm-hmm. uh coming up and um eventually videos and stuff too maybe we'll get some more buddies on but uh you know what helps us do that is if you follow us on the twitter and let us know what you want to see um what you think of these things we got a lot of responses from uh the mario brothers movie which was really cool so thank you everybody um there's a fervent fan base out there for that apparently yeah and yeah um (laughs) and what's funny is like how it, it it's just more happy accidents, I guess. Like the when we said we we're gonna talk about the Mario Brothers movie and like release that episode, it was also announced that the Mario the new and up and coming Mario Brothers movie has officially been delayed, and everybody thinks it's because <laughs> of Sonic, which is really interesting in 2022 for something like that to happen. Um, Could be. So, but yeah, so uh, go check out that last episode. That was a lot of fun too, um, and. Uh, Static. I didn't even say what our Twitter is. It's Static Zone Pod. So hop on there and 
yell at us and yep. stuff. Um, and, uh, and we all, we do other stuff outside of this. I think it's, we, I wasn't sure if we should promote this crap, but, um, our stuff outside of this, I'll just mention, I do, do parody it. unboxings and I've been pooping out a lot of those lately on the YouTube. Have. Um, you can go ahead and go to youtube.com backslash lowercase c backslash Scotty Mo and, uh, see what I get myself into. Did a bunch of shorts recently. Um, I say all that and I have nothing planned for like a while, but it's been active for the, the last Pilgrim month. One, <laughs> the Scott Pilgrim intro mm. is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen you do in a video where oh, you got you, you to gotta catch up on some of mine. Then if you think that's you're, you're playing that bass and the door opens, but then the door closes again and then it opens again. <laughs> you're just like, all right, sure. So I thought yeah. that was fucking hilarious. I <laughs> mean, there's there's been unboxings where I've lit multiple things on fire so you got to go back if you think that's the best oh i've watched some of the early ones where you <laughs> lived somewhere else where you could do fires in the backyard <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, I i've risked my life for the sake of youtube um but Damn uh, it. <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i've done and uh that's my plugs Corey, do you have anything you'd like to share with the people that you do out there within here i mean right now there's a lot of stuff that i'm doing in my personal life but usually i'll try to sneak in some streams every once in a while over on twitch.tv uh slash tornado underscore jones all lowercase uh i also do streams over on megavisions uh that's twitch.tv slash megavisions you can also go check out the patreon for megavisions we just had the newest issue come out i personally don't have any articles in there but i know a lot of my friends and co-workers do uh so I get do. in there Get it. Uh, I have it, but I'm not going to show it off because this is a Mega Visions. You're going to get an audio plug only. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but other than other that, stuff. I do this podcast and that's it. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, we just thought we'd start letting you guys know what goes on outside of here. Um, but yeah, we are going to do uh, rush hour two next time, too. and then we'll see what happens. What's that? I was going to say they can join our Discord too because even though it's a shared Discord, we do have a little section for Static Zone now. Oh yeah, I guess we should we should we gotta we gotta update our link tree. Mm -hmm. We will put that on our link tree so you guys can go check that out because giving out a Discord invite over audio sounds pointless. So that's weird. Yeah, join the fucking Discord. R.I.P. Um, oh. <laughs> and I think, I think, I think we can get out of here. Yeah, this is a rare time where we've talked less than the length of the movie, but that's okay because if you're getting a little Don't bit of static. And don't touch that dial, because you're right where you need to be, baby. You're in the static zone. I also didn't put it in the docket. I just remembered. So. That's fine. You don't need it. I got in my docket up here. We're out. All right. Bye.